Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, it is show number 169 which means we are inching ever closer to 200 if that's a thing. Maybe we have to go from 100 to 1000, I don't know, but uh, that might take a while. We might not last that long. Anyway, uh, we got a, a full house tonight actually, a big group of people to chat about stuff. Uh, first of all, Graham, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you, Aid. Uh, your introduction very much put me in mind of Kermit the Frog introducing the Muppet Show. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's good. I, 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 I could, I'll take that as a compliment, actually. It's <laughs> you know, There have been far worse introductions. Absolutely. Um, but no, I'm good. Very happy to be here with this uh, wonderful crew of people. Slightly achy today. I spent about eight hours on my motorbike over the weekend and uh, it turns Oof. out that i am not fit enough to be doing that and my poor body is um, not very happy about it today but still it was good fun the sun shone etc i thought you uh, just got a, a recently acquired a a new rather comfortable motorbike it is significantly better but nonetheless if you spend in one go four and a half hours sat in the position on the motorbike because i wasn't stopping and taking regular breaks or anything like that i was just low i'm going home um Are you now a hunchback yeah yeah pretty much my <laughs> you'll get to the end and your position. your wrists and your shoulders and your head and just everything yeah like i said i'm an old man now Aid. my body can't cope with this but my bum felt a lot better than it would have done on my old bike so that's something <laughs> and okay so and and have you got the motorbike with the world's biggest petrol tank because that doesn't sa- <laughs> doesn't sound feasible to be honest Sorry. i have lots of technical questions about this i'm not challenging your integrity in any way i just don't believe you <laughs> <laughs> no i can get i can get about 170 miles out of my um tank of fuel uh and the journey the, so i tried to take a shortcut well not a shortcut <laughs> but an alternative route coming back to avoid the motorway uh, and there's a road called the a303 which i checked on um google maps about nine o'clock at night and it said oh yeah it won't take long going down this road it didn't take a bit longer than going on the motorway it turns out that if you use that same road in the middle of the day on a sunday when everyone's oh, going back you before, didn't <laughs> you muppet <laughs> Yeah, I did. Turns out super busy. Especially around Still. Stonehenge. Oh, around everywhere. It was one <laughs> massive queue from, I think, Exeter to London. At least being on a bike meant I could go around all the cars and wave at people as I sort of went between them. But um, it was still, it wasn't the best choice I've made in a month of poor choices. Um, oh, okay. yeah, that, that's how you end up taking that long and not covering very many miles. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. There's a fine story to start the week's podcast with. Let's see if we can get something a bit more sensible out of Rach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here too. Hello. Yes. Um, yeah, it's really nice to be here and uh, chatting. As you say, it was a full house. Um, my uh, my week last week and over the weekend has been very intense. And to be honest, I didn't even know my own name by the end of Saturday <laughs> either because uh, I've been so busy with the wonderful um festival that i was at it's called the good life experience and it was lots of fun i had the most amazing time um it was just simply yeah simply brilliant um i don't know really what i was expecting but it exceeded all of the expectations i had anyway and uh, i actually got to uh deliver uh, quite a few workshops, um, some in Sunprint and Cyanotype, some in Pinhole Viewer Building and some in Photo Walks. So uh, I was leading some vintage photo walks and um, had 
the wonderful Michelle from Ilford sent over some film for us to use and and a lovely bag of badges for all of the uh, participants, everybody who came on the photo walk, which was awesome too. Um, just had the loveliest time and we were really lucky with the weather as well. There was only uh, a bit of drizzly rain and a bit of cloud on the, on the uh, last day. Uh, but the rest of it, we had gorgeous sunshine and a beautiful sight to walk around in North Wales. Um, we just basically took a, a nice, a nice gentle stroll around and enjoyed the scenery. And it was just wonderful sort of seeing people's faces shooting with film again and enjoying that experience itself. Cool. Cool. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, uh, well, hang on. We we have. It's not just the three of us this week, is it? We have some. It's not. We have some special guests. Who wants to, Who wants to announce our special guests? No. All right. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we are very fortunate this week to have two friends of the show on, not just one, but two friends of the show on to come and join us. Uh, the first one, uh, I haven't heard his voice for well a little while, actually, uh, and uh, I last bumped into him on a photo walk in Brighton. It is, of course, Anil Mystery. Anil, how are you doing? Hello, Sunnies. I'm doing very well. How the hell are you guys? We're good, I think. I think, yeah, uh, very, very busy by the sound of it. Um, and uh, you have been very busy. I'm actually quite jealous of Rachel. Uh, she <laughs> sounds like she's been having a great time. Whereas, if you oh, ask me what I've been up to, I've essentially been working my ass off trying to throw mon- <laughs> money into a big hole called putting children through college. Um, and I think it will be over in about two years, and I'll just um, cry and then fall That's into right. a sh- shallow grave and roll up and <laughs> dirt will fall over me. And then my kids will just sell all my cameras. Yeah, That'll be the end of that. College age, they can they can pay for that themselves, can't they? No, they work. You can get working now, right? Both yeah. Working, but they seem Excellent. to work and then buy Supreme T-shirts. Which oh, apparently cost they a lot. can't eat. <laughs> and then I have to buy all the things they actually want. But uh, uh, I see. Uh, it's all fun and games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so yes, so we'll put you down in the in the positive sunshine crew yeah, side absolutely. of the team for this evening. And, see, uh, I was trying to set up ready for like I thought me doing the vintage photo walk would would lead in nicely to Anil talking about photo walks and then to our other guest as well. Who's our other guests? Who's our other guest? Well, it is it, it is uh, none, none other than Photo Walk Buddy. Actually, this is the last time we saw each other was also on a photo walk in Brighton, the same <laughs> photo walk in Brighton. Um, uh, uh, genius brain and proprietor of Cosmo Photo, it is Stephen Downing. How you doing, mate? I'm very well. How are you? Oh, terrific, actually, um, as you've just heard. And Rachel, <laughs> super busy. Graham, <laughs> we're not quite sure. <laughs> Still in a funny position. Yeah. So <laughs> we kind of actually we should we should make we should make this a thing, right? So me and Rachel are definitely on the positive side. Graham and Anna seem to be on the slightly negative side. So Steve, which side are you on? I've got a bit of a, a post-holiday sniffle. I've been in uh, Spain for ten days, so. Um, or it might just be the meat sweats from eating uh, <laughs> eating too many slices of uh, hamon iberico. Oh, yum! Yeah. <laughs> so, it was a, a fine a fine time was had. Okay, so well, did that we'll, we'll put you on a positive side. This is a positive show. We are a, we are a glass half full show, I think, aren't we? So, and I'm a big fan of the Muppet Show. So, um... excellent. excellent. <laughs> Do you know what? Nice to be amongst so many Muppets. It, yeah, this exact. Yes, I I I get told I'm a Muppet, and I find it to be a compliment. There you go. <laughs> 
can't say fairer than that. Right. Oh, well, we are here to talk about photo walks. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, so it, it's um, uh, over, over to Graham, I think, uh, to, to kick us off because it, it was his brainchild, I think, for the show this week, wasn't it, Graham? This was not my brainchild. This was the brainchild of Mr. Anil Mystery, who got in touch a while ago and he's been very patient. Um, he said, you know, what if we had a chat about photo walks? And I thought that sounds like a great idea because um, more and more of them are going on. But speaking as somebody who, along with you, once had a go at organising a photo walk and found it really, really difficult. Uh, I thought having a show where we talked about um, and got advice from these uh, two bona fide ex- experts in the field of photo walking um, on just some good tips on how to put together a good photo walk, what to do, what not to do, and how to get the best from it. I thought that'd be really useful um, so that if we ever have another go at it, we maybe don't nause it up quite so much as last time. <laughs> that'd be quite a good plan. Um, so, Anil, seeing as this was your good idea, why don't you start off by just telling us how you even got into organising photo walks in the first place? Um, well, I think it mainly started because I'm just lonely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I spend a lot of time hanging around Brighton myself, just by myself with a camera, and that's fun. But sometimes at weekends, it's nice to meet other people and not feel like I'm just drinking alone. It's um, the glass so... half full show, Anil. Come on. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm getting there. Um, okay. But um, no, I, I enjoy, uh, for me, that one of the big parts of photography is the social aspect and meeting people. And, um, you know, because sometimes when you're, you know, you get in a rut with your photography and things, it's nice to meet someone else. They're using some other kit or just their inspiration fires you off. Uh, and it's just a lot more fun uh, with a bunch of people. Um, so I started organizing them about two, three years ago, just uh, little ones with friends. Uh, and I'd get a bunch of people together and they started to get more and more sort of um well, just bigger. Um, and then as I got a bit more involved in this film photography world and socially connected with so many other people, I started to you know, decide one day I'll just like put the word out and see if I can organize one. Because there's always that worry. It's like, you know, there's so many things you can worry about and I'm sure we'll go into it. But um, of just will it work? Will it be a success? Will, you know, will I explode on the way and something goes horribly wrong? And, you know, but uh, generally, as long as you just keep your head screwed on and followed some sensible rules they're they're just fun things but i i think it's very important at the onset to be organized and just get lots of things sorted and and you know go through various processes and i'm sure we'll go through this later uh, or now if you want um <laughs> you can go through um, it now if you want oh, yeah, okay yeah i can do it then i can go to bed all right well i'll, I'll go through mm. it. i've actually written a list of things because i just through my experience of of doing quite a few of these uh, with different types and groups of people, I've sort of picked up quite a few um, sort of things that help the approach. I mean, first, the first thing I'll say is there's nothing worse than a poorly organised photo walk. Um, I've been on photo walks where you turn up and there's a bunch of people, including the organiser, and they are all standing around almost waiting for someone to take the lead and no one knows what's going on. And you end up sort of walking around a weird clump of people following each other and no one knows where anyone's going. It's like this giant amoeba that just crawls around a city and it's directionless and it's horrible. And I think photo walks need a bit more organisation because you have to remember that people are coming from, you know, all over the country a lot of the time. Uh, to come and spend a day doing something. 
Um, so it's really, really important to have a really good think about what you're doing. So um, I'll just go through my tips. I mean, if the first thing I, I would say is if, if you're planning a photo walk, do it on a day that suits you. Organize it around a day that works around your schedule because what you'll find is when you start organizing one, loads of people will suddenly, you know, they'll say they're coming, then they'll go, oh, I can't do that Saturday. Can you do it the Sunday instead? Or can you do it the Friday before? Or can you do it? And you just have to stick to your guns and, you know, accept that some people won't be able to make it. Because uh, if you keep shifting things around, other people will then end up not being able to make it either. Um, and it gets really, really messy. So plan a day that suits you and stick to it. Um, another good tip would be use uh, the website photowalk.me um, and that's run by a lovely bloke called Martin Smith uh, and he does it for no money and he does it for the love of it and he's such a, a decent bloke and on Twitter he's at photowalk.me uh, but it's a great site and what you can do on there is uh, um, add details of your walk and it goes onto a sort of global map and calendar uh, but the great thing about that site is through the process of putting it, the way it asks you for information for your walk, it helps you in your mind to organize what the walk is and how it should be set up. So it's a really, really good first first step. That's a really good point, actually, because I've yeah. used Martin's website for this as well, um, uh, to, for setting up photo walks. And it does. It, make, it, make, it makes you think it through a bit. Even, even just some of the really basic stuff like where are you going to meet precisely and what time? Um, and stuff like that it's uh it's it's good it, it gives you gives you a little bit of discipline doesn't it yeah and because also um everyone gets to see it very quickly and you know because also you you know you you'll end up putting stuff out on social media and a lot of that will only go to your friends and your circle but through that site you'll end up um and that's the joy of photography is, is meeting people you don't know is you're lots of people you'll you've never met and didn't know were into photography or live nearby or, or not uh, will end up turning up and um, so it's, it's really really good value and also Martin always pushes and promotes them himself as well he's such a decent bloke hello Martin thank you so much uh, for doing photowalk.me um, so once you've done that uh, you essentially then have a sort of format a template if you like for key information uh, that you can put out on other social media uh, and what I generally do is I will first actually put out a call about a month before the walk if I'm that organized and I want to do a proper walk and I'll, you know, um, call it a save the date post and just write, save the date. I'm doing this walk in this place. At, um, come along, see details on photowalk.me or just turn up. And then I'll normally do a post four weeks in, uh, three weeks in, two weeks in. And then in the final week, I'll just make them a bit more regular, you know, five days to go, only three days to go. It's happening tomorrow, people, bloody blah, blah, blah. And just keep the, the, the buzz going basically. Um, and that that always helps. Um, I also when you when you turn up for the walk, when when people turn up for the walk, they they want something to do. It sounds silly, but they're not just turning up with their cameras. And you, going back to my first point, you don't want people to you walking around randomly. Uh, so I always develop a loose itinerary for the day. And have a real thing. Okay, you're meeting up here in the morning, so let's allow a bit of space for stragglers to turn up, or if someone's bus or train is late, give them time for, to grab a coffee and stuff. And then let's have a gradual. You know, I'll plan. And when I do my Brighton ones, a lot of the time I end up going to some places all the time because they're really popular, like the pier, for example. But what I'll make sure that there, I've sort of had to think about how long does it take to walk from here to there. 
and we'll go to that point there um and then where can we go from there and it all sounds really obvious and daft and silly and really obvious but it it's it's worth doing and actually writing it down on paper so you can visualize what the trip will be another good reason for that is that if it starts to rain or the weather becomes awful uh, you can then quickly think of an alternative uh, way to replace one bit of the route with another. Um, and that's always helped me. I mean, I actually had a walk. It was disastrous. Um, <laughs> I, I think about 18 people signed up um, were going to come, but then it absolutely pissed down with rain. I mean, it was absolutely awful. And two people turned up and um, then it became one person. And one of them was my son, and he left. <laughs> and um, another guy, Matt. But we had a great time. But it was the weather was the weather, and you know, people will, you know, if you've got a Saturday afternoon and you've got a million things to do, and you're trying to go on a photo walk and it rains, you're you're going to sack it off, aren't you? A lot of the time, so you just have to be ready for people to not turn up if it if if the weather's not great. I mean, it never really bothers me that much because I'd be out anyway because I'm a loser. But, um, you know, <laughs> people have better things to do sometimes. Um, also, I, I another thing is when people um, are coming from all over the place, it's nice if, if there's a group of about 10 or less, uh, what I'll normally try to do is actually pre-reserve or pre-book um, a, a table for lunch or in a pub somewhere. Because uh, if it's a Saturday, um, you know, pub these places get busy. It's nice to know that you've got a location where you can all sit together um, at lunchtime uh, and just catch up because people will go off in their separate groups as well. Uh, and it's nice to catch up again and form other groups and go off again because uh, there's nothing worse. You, we all turn up in a pub and there's a massive queue and it takes ages to get food. And there's not a table, blah, 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 blah. It gets very, very dull. Um, and the other thing I normally do in the way I organize a walk is I'll make it a point to point walk. So, OK, we start the station, but then we'll walk to this area here because if we and we will find a landmark in the middle of a, an interesting area and i'll say okay this is our point here we can all go off our, our separate ways now or in groups or however we want but let's meet back here at this time then we'll move to the next point so that means that people can then wander they go to a point together and then we all go and wander and we go to the next point together and then we wander so it just lets people feel be free as well yeah that worked that so i saw you. i saw you do that actually and that worked yeah. where, when we last met and that worked really well because you know we were especially where we were in quite small places like around the lanes in brighton where there's tons yeah. of people and you can't always see everybody and stuff like that and if you've got a if you you know if you've got a an instruction if you like you know, you've got half an hour here we'll meet up at this point in 30 minutes you know go do your thing then that actually yeah you, know, you you can be it actually it, it's more freeing than than it is constraining because you 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 know then that you're free to move uh, without losing everybody yeah, exactly. And then also, and if you have an itinerary, you then also know that if you miss people at that point, you can meet them in the next one. So it's, you know, yeah, it, good it, point. It, yeah. yeah. So it just helps having that level of organization. And as you know, photo walks, you know, at some point the, the schedule will sort of fall apart towards the end of the day. Um, but that doesn't matter by then. People generally know where everyone is and as long as they can call you. Um, another thing in terms of just, I, I, it's a, it's a, it's a more of a legal sort of safety thing, really. I always get everybody together at the beginning of the walk. I'll ask them to be safe, and I'll always say, tell them verbally as a group, so they're all witness that I've said it, <laughs> which is, do not take pictures of kids and strangers, and if you do, you do that at your own risk, um, because. I'm sure there's probably when you organize a photo, well, I don't know if I'm organizing something and people are coming along, 
what's the legal precedent for that? You know, uh, no one signed a contract with me. I haven't signed a contract saying I'm keeping them safe. But, you know, if someone comes along to a photo walk, they get into some trouble and they get beaten up or something horrible happens. I just want to know that I have warned everybody and done my bit and just said, look, just be safe. And, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll also say if you're on public land, you're allowed to take pictures. If you're on private land, you know, in the grounds of somebody's shop or inside their shop or a pub, you're actually by law meant to ask the permission of the owner if you take a picture. Now, I know in reality, people shoot how they want, but it's just good to recognize the law and let people know. Because if you're, if you go on a walk and you just say, yeah, take pictures, enjoy yourself, then you know, I don't know. Um, is there anyone legal? Is there a legally minded person listening to this show? Could they tell us? You know, am I saying? Uh, am I then responsible? You know, if if uh, something happens to someone or someone gets into any trouble, I'm not sure. But I recently saw an article in um, Amateur Photographer talking about street photography, and they were quite clear on the fact that as long as you're on a street and public land, you can take photographs of people without permission, and you can use them in any way you like um, without permission. Um, um, depending country by country of course so so yes. that that only, make, that, UK, that would only yeah, make sense for point. listeners in the uk but it, it is yeah. a, it's an interesting um oh it, it it is it is challenging um i i don't i won't pretend to know the legal answers but um it, yeah. uh it, it's something that i think there is uh, uh yeah i i don't know so i won't attempt to comment on it other no, than that people no, should people should be people should, who, who go on these events should be prepared to take responsibility for themselves yeah. um that that you know it's it, this is not one of those situations where you know it, it's a it's a commercial thing and the provider of the commercial service owes you a, a duty of care of some sort and you've signed some terms and conditions um none of that is bad though right that you know this is just a group yeah. of like-minded people getting together for some fun isn't it so um you know but, I th- yeah it's always important to keep an, an eye on the other side of it and i always feel more comfortable and just better in myself that if i'm with a bunch of strangers i've invited them to join me and they've come along that i've said that so at least i've said it if that makes sense so if something happens i can say well look you know we did say that um and you did hear me say it so it's kind of you know because yeah I, I i've been in i've been in a situation once where i was shooting uh, on the street quite legally and I got surrounded by uh, a crazy woman who accused me of uh, being a paedophile and taking pictures of her child um, in a, a little bit of a dodgy part of Brighton. A crowd formed around me, um, and then a bunch of big blokes came over, and she was screaming and shouting, he's a paedophile, he's a paedophile, and I'm going to call the police. And I said, please do call the police, because I'm in my legal legal yeah. right to do what I'm doing, and I'd probably quite welcome their presence here right now thank you very much um it all blew over but the point is you just have to it's part of life and part of being a photographer but also a part of photo walks you know because a lot of the time people have come for a walk you know they're busy working the week so they want to spend a day getting as many shots as they can but you've just got to be always just be careful uh so it's always good to recognize that Yes, yes. That, 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 so, so I would say that has never happened to me on photo walks, and possibly I've not done as many of them as you have. But uh, I've been quite fortunate; I've never had anything like that happen. So, it's, it's, it's by no means a given. <laughs> yeah, Stephen, you, you've done you've done quite you've done some walks in London. Have you ever come across any problems? Um, no, I think you know. I think it's common sense, isn't it? it, it 
say for instance you're going to the family day at Notting Hill Carnival where you know everyone's out with their kids um i think you know there there's the expectation that um people are going to have their cameras or their phones out and take pictures and you know people like will stop their kids so that you can like take a picture of them and uh, stuff like that but you know on a normal street um they might not be prepared for um you know people turning their cameras on them so yeah i i, I think it's a common sense thing obviously you know, a lot of us who are going on street walks, one of the things we like is street photography. And by extension, that means sort of candid photography of people. Um, and that's certainly like some of the stuff I want to get when I'm doing a, a photo walk. Um, and I I moderate my style of photography a little by actually asking people if I can take a portrait of them, which is not something I, I usually um you know, have the confidence to do. So that's, that's actually, you know, a good thing that, um, photo walks has, has taught me to do is to actually walk up to strangers and go, do you mind if I take your picture? Oh, yeah. um, and so I think that's a great way of, uh, diffusing any, you know, possible, um, concern or, um, discomfort that people might have. Um, but by virtue of, you know, certainly I, this is me, um, I'm just speaking for myself, I'm always shooting on film cameras, which I think uh, people are a bit less um, worried about these days because, uh, you know, rather than, oh, uh, you know, what are you taking my picture on that? They're, like, they're more likely to say, oh, can you still get filmed for that? Or where do you get your film developed? Or how old is that? Uh, they're, they're a bit more intrigued than if you were surreptitiously taking pictures with, uh, you know, a Nikon D800 or something like that. Yeah, I, I, working, doing photo walks in Brighton, I mean, Brighton's a great place because it's a very young-minded city. Um, it's full of people who dress really cool and are happy to be stopped. And it's just generally very chilled out. Whereas, yeah, I lived in London for 13 years and there were probably some parts of London where I, I just would be very, very careful of getting my camera out uh, because some communities and some people are just suspicious. And, you know, if you're an outsider and you rock up there with a camera, you are asking for trouble and um, you just have to be super careful. So, you know, yeah. I'll happily whip out my camera in uh, Covent Garden and Soho. In other areas, I would generally ask permission. Yeah, yeah, and I think, um, you know, I think that's, it goes back to common sense, doesn't it? Um, you know, if you're um, whipping a, a big camera out outside, for instance, um, Brook Lane Mosque, um, where when people are coming out of prayers, then you might have some people coming out of prayers going, why is that person taking pictures of me? And um, yeah, be... <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, we'll have to edit that bit out. Um, <laughs> or not? Or not? Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> inter that's interesting, isn't it? Because Brick Lane is 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 a great place to go on a photo walk as well. But so so it's even the you know, and, and this is a bit niche, I guess, for people who know that part of London. But it you know, there, there are areas where you think you might be okay, um, and yet you still just have to keep your wits about you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I've yeah, been I, I, um, a photo walk there with um, Rob, who runs London Camera Project. 
And yeah, most of it is very chilled out, easy to take pictures. Uh, you just have to be aware that you're uh, in an area with, um, you know, it, it's a, an, an ethnic area. There's a, a lot of immigrants from, uh, you know, South Asia and, um, you know, some of them are uh, Muslims um, who might be uncomfortable with people walking around with cameras because, you know, they they might feel that they're being watched or, um, you know, surveilled. Uh, and, and that's fair enough. You, you know, you need to be aware of um, the community you're in when you're taking taking photos. So can, I mean, we, can we get back to having some positive thoughts then? <laughs> and we seem to have lost, we seem to have lost Graham and Rachel as well. You Hello, guys, we're not, here, we're listening. Yeah. I just actually I want to ask so with regards to this thing of people um, being mindful of people's response when they're having their pictures taken. Um, is this something which gets exacerbated when you're out with a group rather than because when you're on your own, um, if you see someone, you think, oh, I'm grab a picture. There's something interesting. Grab a quick picture, um, and you can do it discreetly, you know, and get your sweet shot and move on. Um, if there's a group of you who all see something there and suddenly there's five, six, seven, eight people all pointing cameras in the same direction, then somebody who might look across and go, oh, it's just a street photographer, whatever, and move on. If they if they see a group of paparazzi pointing at them, um, is, is that something you have to kind of be more mindful of uh, or take steps to... Um, uh, what's the word? Ameliorate? I'm sure that's the that's right word. Anyway, word. Yeah, that's a good I, word. <laughs> I think that can work two ways because sometimes if you're alone, you can look more suspicious. Whereas if you're part of a group, it almost gives you license as if you're there for a reason, you know, um, and it's okay. But um, it's it is it is a tricky one. I think part of this is there's there's all sorts of reasons why people might not want their picture taken. For example, I used to do a lot of sketching. I'd sketch on the train into work. Um, when I was bored and one day I was sketching on my iPad and a woman came over and she said, you're drawing a picture of me. You're not allowed to draw a picture of me. <laughs> and, but it was interesting because I thought, um, is this a legal thing? Is this a religious thing? Is it just you objecting to being drawn and depicted by me? But beyond that, I thought, what's this in the eyes of the law? Okay. I may not be able to t take a photo of you on this train, but am I allowed to draw you? It just opened up this whole... Uh, I think my point is people may not want to be photographed for lots of reasons. Um, and so it's... And I think a lot of the time, some of the reasons uh, have maybe come through the fact that the, the a reputation that photography has built for itself um, over the years as well. Um, there was a great uh, podcast I was listening to a while back. It was a black photographer who'd lived in a part of New York all his life. And he was photographing just, you know, down and out people in New York and, if you like, the human condition, the essence of, you know, a, a side of street photography. Uh, but he was talking about how someone came up to him um, at a show and said, all you do is make poverty porn. And he was saying how this absolutely crushed him because you, you can be seen as, you know, if you're walking around certain parts of a city with a camera, a camera that's probably cost a lot of money, um, taking pictures of people who aren't having such a great time in their lives. And it's something I w I'm always very conscious of when I'm doing street photography anyway. I've, I've always strayed away from trying to get the picture of the, the grizzled homeless person. You know, I, A, I think it's a horrible photographic cliche, but B, I just feel, 
I don't know. I, I just feel it's a little bit. I don't. I don't feel comfortable doing it. I just don't feel right doing it. But some people do, and it's that that idea of that sort of you know slumming it and going to an area and getting a bit of grit to put in your portfolio, a bit of gritty black and white photos of people who look different, and it's it, it's a re- it's an incredibly grey area, and I, I, I it's you know. And for I come from Leicester, which is, and I'm in, I'm Indian, so I, I come from an area in, in Leicester called Highfields, which is a very sort of rundown area. Traditionally, it was the ghetto of of Leicester. It was where poor immigrant communities would, uh, who came to the country to the city, would first live um, uh, before you know settling, setting their lives up and moving on to to other parts of the city but and you know my mum still lives there and I go there and I've always got my cameras and even there I I will be treated with suspicion despite the fact that I've lived on that same street for almost half a century uh because people don't know you and if you're walking around with a camera they they just you know some people and a lot of the time it's a cultural thing they, they just feel uncomfortable um so I, I think you know to topple that off I think it's just having a bit of common sense and just having your your spidey senses tingling really when when you're in an area and having a real think you know what's going on here who are these people will they mind and again if you're not sure just ask i think yeah, it's uh, interesting I sorry 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 Stephen. not at all go for uh, it no, if, if in doubt ask is is always a um good rule to go by i mean uh, what's the worst that can happen people are going to say no and yeah. i think that this being britain where people are usually polite um they'll say no politely um they're they're more likely to get upset if you shove a camera in their face um and and yeah that sort of poverty pornography thing um you know i would i would use the rule of thumb that don mccullen um uses which is if you're going to take a picture of somebody like that have a conversation with them buy them a, a cup of tea or something you know don't don't just stick a camera in their face and, um, uh, uh, you know, then, you know, snap a shot and then scoot away. Like, t- talk to them. You know, Treat the, them like a human being? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's another human being, right? Um, One of- a great documentary where it shows him actually, like, walking around the East End where he used to grow up and he would take a picture of a, um, you know, a homeless person. Um, a candid, they didn't know, but then he would go over and and introduce himself and talk to them. And I, I just thought, well, that's you know, that that's quite a good system because it shows a bit of respect towards the people you're taking pictures. Yeah. Um, obviously, one of the joys of doing a photo walk, taking pictures, is of course a fairly key part of a photo walk. Otherwise, you're just going for a walk, um, which is nice. But um, is the social aspect. I mean, that's the whole point. You know, animal. You started off saying you you, you tend to be a real Billy No Mates. Otherwise, you have yep. to start purloining. Loser. <laughs> I didn't say loser. That was your I did. words. Well, yep. okay, loser. Um, whose children are going to put him in a, a shallow grave? I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> um, how do you manage? Uh, so, when you are running a photo walk, how do you deal with the kind of hosting side of things? Because you said to people, "Come on, we're going to do a photo walk. Come here. I'm organising it." How much do you feel like you actually need to be there to interact with people, to host? You know, what's the balance with that for you guys when you're running these things? I've I've found that I it's it's important to be there at the key points. So, for example, at the beginning, you see, wait, everyone's waiting to rock up. I'm always there before anyone turns up. 
waiting for the first people to turn up, if that makes sense. So no one feels alone if they st- come and stand outside Brighton Station. Um, so I'm there and we form the group and we have a good old chat between us uh, as, and the group builds. And then once I've got everyone together, I do a quick, you know, let's all go over here. Let's get a group photo. Here's some here's some ground rules. Here's a little printout of what we're doing today. Uh, everyone, anyone got any questions? Uh, and then off we go. And then after that, I may not see some of those people till the very end of the day, or sometimes I may not see them at all. But then they'll get in touch and say, had a great day. Um, also, you know, sometimes if, if, if people come on a walk i'll say look thanks for coming if you want to go off halfway through the day and go shopping that's absolutely fine it's not it's it's up to you enjoy just enjoy the day um and get out you because you'll get out of it what you want so i don't i I, it's it's that fine line of making sure people have some uh pillars if you like throughout the day to hold on to as to knowing where they're going and who's around and to get a sense that it has been organized to a point but then beyond that let them enjoy it i mean you know i I don't get paid to do these things. I do it for the love of it. Um, so you, you, it's very easy. And to, you know, I don't want to be a control freak either, but I just want to make sure that everyone who turns up knows that there's a bit of structure there uh, because it, it puts everyone at ease. Um, and yeah, that's it. What, what about you, Stephen? I mean, you're a noted celebrity. Are people are people disappointed when you don't turn <laughs> up wearing a spaceman outfit? Uh, I, I think I think people are just, disappointed when i turn up <laughs> oh dear oh dear i don't what believe do you that. wear your spaceman outfit you do. <laughs> um so well i do them in conjunction with rob who um runs london camera project um who uh i've been i went on a couple of his earlier in the year i think and anil you're on um one of them as well yes yeah, yes yeah. um and rob is a sort of larger than life character um he's about six foot three so he's very easy to spot in a crowd um and he's been doing them for a few years he sort of got into film again four or five years ago and and just sort of fell for it and uh his instagram london uh, London camera project is is huge he must have something like thirty five thousand followers he curates it he sort of bigs up um you know film for photographers from all over the world uh and he was telling me that he was organizing these um these uh photo walks film-based photo walks uh and he was buying film for people and he was buying cameras and um you know uh lending cameras to people if they didn't have one or the camera broke or you know, buying some films so in case somebody, you know, used up all their film too quickly or, you know, forgot to bring theirs, that he had some film. So um, so this thing was actually like costing him a fair amount of money each time. And I think the big difference with the, the photo walk that uh, I run with Rob compared to, say, Anil's is that we actually charge for it. Um, which I think at first you think, well, why would you charge for something that people, you know, you're charging them to just walk around um, the street and take pictures on their own equipment, which is uh, is fair enough. So, um, you know, Rob wanted to at least sort of let his hobby pay his way. And he's like, well, how, we do, how do we do it? And my idea was, well, I have my own film brand, 
I have boxes of film around the house. Um, so everyone who joins up to do a cosmonaut walk gets a roll of film, a roll of cosmo, uh, cosmophoto uh, monofilm, either 35 mil or 120. Um, at the start of the, the day, everyone meets at a selected point. We all introduce ourselves. They all get a roll of film. Um, and then we go off on a sort of loosely um, rooted walk. Uh, the first one was in Greenwich. Um, the second one was sort of Tower Hill, Docklands Way. Um, uh, Wapping, sorry. Um but we thought, well, how, how do we keep people still, you know, wanting to be involved throughout the day? And we, we hit upon the idea of like random prizes. So everyone's name goes into a hat and, um, you know, at various points of the day, usually a, a pub stop, we're all adults here. Um, we draw a name out of uh, the hat and people might win a camera strap or, you know, a roll of old ectochrome from my freezer or some Kodak film that um, Rob has been kindly donated by Kodak or, um, you know, anything that we can sort of find in our respective, like, um, boxes of shit. I mean, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but I I found that was a really simple um, and kind of, nice way to keep people involved throughout the day. So the, the first one we did in uh, Greenwich, uh, beginning of August, um, we had 30 people turn up and they were all paying a tenner. Wow. So that's good. Um, yeah. That was for, for a first one. That was, that was really good. Good job. You were somewhere with open spaces then. <laughs> yeah. By the end of the day, um, 20 of them were still there at the end. So, uh, we thought, okay, well, what can we do that, um, uh, you know, it sort of caps things off. So we, you, could we put, uh, you could put 300 quid behind the bar, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we thought, okay, well, we're, we're going to, um, vote on the best camera of the day or the camera that we, um, we like the most. So it's, you know, people like winning stuff. I mean, this is how we all felt at like school prize givings or, you know, raffle raffles at work or whatever. It's like, it's great to have, um, you know, a, a roll of film, just, you know, here, go shoot this. Um, so, I mean, yes, we, we charge for it, but, um, I think we sort of keep it loose and informal and yet people are like getting something out of it over and above like they're taking pictures i think they're also getting the social aspect out of it as well it would be harder for them on their own to organize a dozen people to walk around greenwich or whopping so you know they're letting somebody else do the heavy lifting in that sense and um you know they get a roll of film i think that charging thing is, is a very very interesting point because if i sat down i was, I, I once met rob in Brighton, the two of us were walking around just shooting one morning and um, <clears throat> we were talking about doing photo walks and um, just the actual man hours it takes to even organise a simple one. Uh, it, and when you add up the time it takes to promote it, just even to put the graphics together and the little ads and the this, that and the other, 
and then the fact that you're usually doing it on a weekend where that's the only you know you have two days in a weekend that are your own um it it does add up and you get to a point of you know at what point does this do i want to make make this worth my while um i suppose my my the, the way i've got 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 around this a little bit in terms of you know i i've just to just to try and get more people on and also to get a bit of support um i got in touch with uh lomography and with my past two photo walks they've donated free film um for the walks um so that at least gives people something to to have um and a little incentive to come along i think my main worry would be if i started to charge uh, for my photo walks which are my for me it's something i'd be doing anyway if you see what i mean at a weekend as a leisure activity if i start to charge then i'd feel that i'm crossing a line of my own comfort where suddenly i'd have i'd be beholden to them and i'd have to be expected to deliver x y and z to make it worth whatever money i was charging them if that makes Mm. sense Mm. um whereas on another note though i've started to um actually look into and i've put it out there in the corporate world uh, that I'm starting to um, do corporate photo walks because I work in marketing and advertising and I know that there are loads of jaded creatives out there. Uh, but beyond that, just um, there are loads of companies who are always looking for uh, an interesting activity that they could they their employees might want to do over a, an away day weekend. Um, the idea of developing a photo walk, a series of fun exercises that could, you know, inadvertently help to meet and match with the company's values or whatever, um, is quite an interesting idea. So that's something I'm slowly starting to try and push. But also beyond that, not in a bigger group sense, but I'm slowly starting to look into the idea of um, just more relaxed sort of photographic coaching, if you like, mm-hmm. because I've discovered that, you know, I'm I'm not a I am a professional photographer in that I do commissions um, and I do corporate work, uh, but I don't want to walk around teaching someone every single setting of a camera. But what I'm uh, in terms of my personal skill set, in terms of engaging with strangers on the street and helping people develop their compositional confidence and just thinking in new ways about photography, I think that's something I could offer. But I I think I'd be more comfortable doing that with small, intimate groups or individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, you know, let's see how that goes, but that's a longer, longer term project, um, at some point, but, um, in terms of charging, it's a, it's a, it's a really interesting thing you raised, Stephen, because it does take a lot of time to organize these things. Yeah, and, and, you know, that, that's the thing I found with, um, you know, the, the first one we did is like, oh, is, uh, are we being too cheeky? But everyone who took part said, that, that's absolutely fine. It's like, it's cheap, you know. It's it's less than a roll of slide film. Um, you know, if we were charging people 30 quid, I think they might start, like, asking questions, and fair enough. But you're, you know, especially with, you know, I, I think it's a bit different for me because I have my own um, film brand, so I have a, a physical product that I can give people that they can use on a photo walk to take pictures. So that's a bit different than most people. So it's easier for me to square as something that gives them worth. And it gives me worth too, because it's marketing. Suddenly there's 30 photographers walking around 
who all have a role of my film. And, you know, some of them then order more, you know, when later that week or, you know, two weeks later. So it's a win-win, really. Um, Rach, you did yeah. a photo walk this weekend just gone mm-hmm. as part of your, um, uh, oh, God, the, the, the good... The life good life experience, experience. yeah, yeah. Um, no workshops. Yeah. What one of the things that I've been thinking about as we're having having this conversation because both Anil and Stephen, you know, Brighton and London, two great content-rich places to take mm-hmm. people out on the photo walk and to you know, there's an absolute abundance of material there to, and inspiration for people to shoot, but. There may well be people, I can think of, you know, at least one off the top of my head, um, who live in places that are not terribly exciting um, and don't just have as much stuff there. How do you approach organising a photo walk somewhere where there might not be a ton of obvious subject matter? Um, are there different ways of approaching this, maybe theming it, maybe looking at the equipment? What, you know, what can people do if they might want to try and get something social going together? How did you deal with it this weekend? Um well, yeah, absolutely. And and I think a lot of it comes down to mindset as well. Uh, it's about that idea of actually if you're if you're um, deciding to actually say, yes, I want to go on a photo walk and knowing the kinds of things that that's going to involve. For example, obviously, I was like, right, well, I've brought for these particular ones. Obviously, I wasn't in the position where I was assuming everybody would have their own film camera because they were coming to that uh, they weren't specifically um, photographers, you know, they weren't specifically um, looking for a photo walk, if you like. It was, oh, actually, one of the women said, you know, this totally wasn't on my list of uh, all the things that I was going to do this weekend, but it was just when I spoke to you and I saw the, the kit and I thought, oh, actually, this is something different and a bit unusual. It would be really nice to try it uh, as an experience. Then you know that she got on board with the idea and i and i was just really upfront with them and said look we've got this beautiful site it's obviously we're all surrounded by nature we've got like the ruins of a castle we've got a new castle over here but we've also got all of this kind of like general life that is going on um on the campsite you know i mean just that is brilliant um you've got loads of people around there's all the you know there's fairground stuff that's set up there's there's movement there's color there's interesting things around if you want um to be able to shoot those but if you're ever stuck for you know inspiration take it right strip it right back you know like that um i think perhaps this is one that you've mentioned in the past graham like you know if you if you're stuck you take a photo, you walk seven steps, you stop and you look around. You know, it was that classic case of not everything has to be taken from five foot five or six foot high. You know, you get down on the ground, look at reflections, look at textures, look at contrast and kind of just introducing people who aren't necessarily photographers to that is actually really nice because um, they they perhaps use their phones mo- most of the time to just record general snapshots, whereas this was a case of of saying, actually, you, you've got 12 shots. That's all you've got because we were shooting medium format um, on these particular cameras. So think about that as we're going out, kind of go almost with a plan in your head of, right, I've got 12 shots and we're going to count those down and you're going to have a little look. And rather than taking that first image that you see that you might just capture obviously on your phone, perhaps step to the left a little, maybe crouch down, maybe step to the right, maybe walk backwards a little bit, you know, all of these kinds of things before you press the shutter. Um, and it, I think it was just a really different experience for those people as well. 
And, I love the way uh, you describe it. It makes it sound like you basically have to do a small dance before you take it. It's the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's entirely that. It's the, you know... Um, do the time walk what? again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the hokey cokey, isn't it? But but it is, though. It's, it's, um, it's, all about, it's yes. not the way that everybody gets to shoot. And it's kind of lovely to be able to introduce people to that because they go away with a new way of looking, you know, at their environment. For, for the first time for quite a while I think and uh, and that was that was lovely like them coming back two days later and just saying I've been enjoying this site so much more because I did that walk because it's led me to see other things I wasn't even thinking about before I think that that idea of gamification is 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 really good I mean it was uh, I think it was Stephen's idea for my second walk I did with Lomography but he suggested why don't you just do a black and white only walk mm-hmm. and because of that I then got Lomo uh, then gave me some of their Berlin Kino film mm-hmm. to go out to go with that theme but what's fun about that is it to some point it takes away if you like, I, I don't think there's never ever, but some people do feel it a sort of sense of pressure or competition in a photo walk, you know, that it's you've got to be at a certain level or this, that and the other. Whereas if you add a gaming element to it or if just a fun theme to it, it, it it's a it's a leveler and it takes mm-hmm. it away from just I'm going to be the most artistic photographer on this walk. You know, it's yeah. it's just let's just have fun. You know, it's absolutely. Just, That's yeah. exactly what it's about. It's like the photography is only is... a part of it. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're going to go and just enjoy an hour walking around this beautiful scene, you know, this this like site and having fun using cameras that we weren't have used before, trying new things out, knowing that it might not work, knowing that, that some things aren't going to, you know, be brilliant. In the past, I, what I've done is, you know, um, written out a little a little sheet, almost like a, um, a treasure hunt, shall we say, you know, that idea um, of you know um what does home mean to you or people or you know um i don't know happiness or reflection or pattern you know any of those kinds of things and you can kind of tick them off as you go you know for people not everybody wants to do it but it gives an element that you know if if you feel a bit stuck and if it if you're somebody who's never really done this kind of thing before it gives you a starting point and i think that's just important to kind of like get them engaged in that graham you mentioned uh previously when you were talking about going out with your son and uh and saying to him okay well just look for things that are in threes. And I just thought that's such a lovely idea. It's something so simple. Um, but straight away, it's like, oh, look, there's three three words on that sign or there's three lines on the road or there's, you know, and it, it's kind of just a little starting point to get somebody engaged in looking at the finer detail of life as well as just, you know, rather than life happening at you, kind of just be, be, in, be there and enjoy watching it as well and observing it. And I think that's really nice. So Graham, did you did you end up waiting ages for a bus until three turned up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I ended up waiting ages for my son to get motivated to take pictures, and then I took the camera back off him. Um, um, there, so maybe it's the person who runs walk, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you didn't take a picture of the three lions on the shirt of the guy who <laughs> a pedophile. <laughs> oh. um, so I mean, I would love from you guys. We've already had some really good ideas, but aimed at people. Imagine if you didn't live where you live. Imagine you live somewhere quiet, somewhere that isn't, that doesn't have an obvious treasure trove of photographic material there. You don't have a castle. You don't have all sorts of stuff. What other ideas could you give to somebody who would love to get a photo walk going? Because, you know, I mean, because in some ways it's like these are the people most likely to want to reach out and find other people to shoot with are people who live in smaller quiet communities well 
one, one thing I do. Yeah. One thing I've been looking. Yeah, yeah. sorry, go on. I was just going to say, I think, I think maybe Graham, you're you're thinking of it as the person who lives there, whereas somebody who doesn't live there or doesn't necessarily know that space will come along and suddenly see all of these other things that you don't necessarily notice because you're walking past them every day. Yeah, yeah. Rach, you you haven't listened to that show I did with NASA, have you? Where we, I, I haven't. <laughs> where we came to conclusions like, oh no, there is nothing here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I go well, Anna, you go, you go next, and I, and I'll go after you because I have an idea on this as well. Okay. Yeah, I, I think um, firstly, Rachel's approach of, of the, you know the playbook approach basically um, is always a good one. So you can essentially add add a layer of games into what you're doing, so that 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 a takes the pressure off trying to find things and makes it more about the f just enjoying the day and having the fun um but another thing is um yeah you know if you live in a place and you know it so intimately it, it can get boring and you you might think there's nothing to shoot but one thing that could be quite interesting is just speaking to people uh, for example if someone owns a workshop or even a butcher shop or things in your town um just saying to them look we're doing a photo walk would you mind if on on this day a bunch of people pop by for 10 15 minutes just took some really cool shots of you you guys working and just doing what you do um and we can always share them with you as well but that the uh that documentary side of photography is always interesting and whether you know some there are so many things that people are doing that you can photograph them doing it doesn't mean they have to stop and pose for you uh, but things are always happening in towns and cities, and even the most uh, you know on the surface mundane things can become interesting to photograph. And also that approach of involving people in the community and making them feel like people are interested in what they're doing is always a nice thing as well. My other thought was um, doing an all-night, and I've always loved the idea of doing one an overnight photo shoot. Obviously, that could get you into you know it could be a bit dangerous depending on depending on where you are but just walk around streets at night when all the foxes and owls and badgers and things come out that could be quite interesting yeah you could always hire models you could bring some people in to be subjects you know yeah. that, that could be something you could do in all seriousness you know yeah. like that there's you know there's a market for that as well you know if you go okay well we've got this beautiful barn but there's nothing in it or we've got this lovely you know couple of fields and some hedgerows and things think about you know what could you bring into that scene to make that into a you know into a photo experience shall we say and that, you know the difference that comes from working like taking pictures of people who you know who are models who are trained who um you know can change the way they look and you know are, are so flexible that's worth it you know mm. i've been lucky enough to shoot um models a few times and it really does make a difference when somebody who's comfortable in front of a camera um is relaxed it's it's gives you a gives you the confidence to try things that maybe you wouldn't mm. try with somebody who's a little self-conscious or mm -hmm. you know, somebody you know well and is like, oh, no, no, don't do that. That's yeah. – uh, you're being silly. Yeah, because uh, they're, they're automatically, you know, by default there and knowing their job as a model. You know, they know the rules. They know where, where they're going to be stood or how they're going to pose or, or all the different kinds of ways of being able to do that without um, having – that self-consciousness as you say yeah. um Stephen um yeah, it's, it's another thought, really good idea um another thought is you know 
time it around an event that's happening in your, as you were saying, you know, great boring village or what have you. There's plenty of mental things that seem to be going on <laughs> in in these kinds of like places all the time, you know, um, with your cart racing and your, your people dancing around. And, and your wicker you know, man burning. Whatever, yeah. exactly, right? <laughs> There's always these kinds of things going on um, as events. So maybe time a photo walk around, that kind of thing, because you know, you know, like your biking events and um, where everybody turns up, you know, to do these things. But they're literally turning up with all these fantastic machines and costumes and, and they kind of want to be also appreciated and, and sort of like, you know, taking photos of most of the time, I'd say. So uh, mm. that's something you can do too. And I've done, yeah. done the bus one as well, where you um, just get What's a bunch of people on upstairs on a bus. Mm-hmm. And you go just go from just get on a bus and go from one place to another. But um, while you're on upstairs on top of the bus, and you can just look down and capture people mm-hmm. um, and shoot along a journey, and that's always quite fun. That's nice. Yeah, I, like that. I, I had a, I had a variation on the journey one actually. Going back to answer uh-huh. Graham's question, which is yeah. it is um, plot a route for it that is mm-hmm. uh, that that goes through different types of places. So, you know, if you're in, if you're in, I know, just off the top of my head, a a picturesque little village in Oxfordshire somewhere. um, Yeah, there is, there is that little bit that is the village centre or the town centre, which is, which is the picture postcard bit. But then there are the alleyways and the roads that go off that. And then, uh, you know, there are bits that are more, you know, fields and trees and parks and rivers. And then there's bits that are maybe more residential and, and, and stuff like that. So that what you're actually doing is you're giving every, uh, uh, a slice through the life in a place and try and give people a feel for the place so that, yeah. that, that's one and the other thing is again it's a variation on the shooting people the idea mm-hmm. but actually not to use models but mm-hmm. uh, but to actually uh take photos of each other mm-hmm. so so you know uh, and i've I, i've done this not by prior arrangement but i've i did this on a, a walk with um, one of the walks that sandeep and martin organized um yeah and and i did you know uh one of my fun things for me which is to to use flash uh with film cameras um and and to take portraits of people and i took you know portraits of four or five of the people that were on that photo walk that day um but you could equally make that a two-way thing you could say you know let's let's make the theme of it is you know a a bunch of people who who like to take portraits and and who are also some of whom are are happy to be in you know in front of the camera rather behind it and have their photo taken you know some, somebody I, i'm always comfortable with that and i think you're always pretty comfortable with that as well aren't you just like yeah you know mugging for the camera is <laughs> a bit of fun isn't it and but it but it gives people a sense of confidence in that they they, they may like to take fo- photos but maybe they don't know anybody who will let them you know um you know, uh, or, or they're not confident or haven't got any experience shooting with models or other 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 people who are used to being in front of the camera you know, if, if you're in a a, a sort of spirited amateur group that's been set up for a day to do exactly that um then yeah that can help make everybody more comfortable and help you know, give everybody an opportunity to be uh more creative um uh, and if you can you know uh, and that that can work well on a walk because you know you'll uh, uh, people will see different ideas and uh, have different ideas with different places along the walk that's yeah. generally something i i usually say at the start of a photo walk as well is that if anybody needs help with anything or has questions do ask either myself or other members of the group because there are so many 
so many different skill sets and so many, with people with mm-hmm. so much di- so many different types of experience and it's always nice to leave the day having a made some friends but b learn something new as well mm-hmm. yeah Absolutely. yeah yeah it, it does sound like that the, the thing that keeps coming up in, in what you're all talking about and the suggestions is that um regardless of how you want to approach it whether you're you know planning out a route in an area or whether you're taking a particular tech you know like so whether it's with models or we're going to try and do this particular thing the important thing always seems to come down to planning and making sure that you as the organizer know exactly what you want to present and get out of the day because then if you have that solidly in your head one people are going to really enjoy it but two it makes it easier to sell that others mm-hmm. who will then be more likely to want to come if you can say to, if you just say to somebody oh i'm gonna do a photo walk in the village meet up we'll go for a mooch uh, fine okay i mean that's yeah gonna some people want to come but if you say we're gonna have a get together this is what we're gonna do we're gonna you know bring some lights we'll walk around together we'll take some pictures people then have a clear idea and will be it, it gives people the confidence to turn up somewhere meet a total stranger you know travel to somewhere they've never been before all these things which are quite big things um and it's yeah giving people that confidence and yeah you'll you'll find it going to engage more i think yeah beyond beyond a photo walk you're organizing an event that Mm. you want straight you want strangers to come to and put take time out of their weekend and spend money and get over and so and whether you like it or not if you organize something people will be looking to you to some point, um, you know, uh, to for guidance and directions. What, what are we doing here? What do we do now? Oh, shit, it's raining. What do we do now? Oh, that thing we were going to do is closed or that pub isn't there anymore. Or, you know, you, you just have to kind of be ready and just be organized enough um, to to make sure you're ready for those things so that there, there is a level of structure and organization, which is what people would expect from any basic thing, really. You know, mm. even at night out in a pub <laughs> with your friends, you've got to kind of, you know, make sure there's a modicum of organization. Otherwise, things can fall flat very quickly. Yeah. But and specificity it, gives people specificity shows that you have thought it through. Um, yeah. Sorry, Stephen, you were going to say yeah. something. So the, the, the idea um, that Rob and I have had for, uh, you know, taking the idea of a photo walk even further is a multi-day photo walk uh, and this is aimed at film photographers but the first, it, it takes place over two days um a week or two day uh, two weeks uh, apart the first day you're going out you're shooting with the role of kodak or cosmo photo film that you're given um and uh at the end of the day you give that film to me and rob uh, we part of this fee, it'll, it would be more than 10 quid, uh, that you pay to take part also pays for your films to be developed, scanned and prints made. And a week later or two weeks later, everyone comes together in a pub or a function room somewhere and gets their prints and looks through their prints together and does a print swap and and we share the sort of the other side of the the you know joy of photography as well which is not just the taking of the pictures but then 
seeing the pictures and, you know, sorting through them and remembering them together, which I think is yeah. quite interesting. Absolutely. It's, uh, I really love that idea. And, and when I was thinking about how to run the walks I did over the weekend, um, because knowing that I wasn't going to have time to um, process them at the time and therefore people wouldn't see them, uh, what I'd said was, on this occasion what we'll do is we'll go out and you'll have the experience of going and doing this and enjoying that and the film's obviously included and the guidance and what have you but at the end you'll label up your film and you'll leave it with me this is how i will process it by hand myself uh so they could see you know the equipment that i was going to use to do it they knew who it was that was going to be doing it that's me um and that i would then scan them and upload them to a website so at the end i I asked them to la write a label with their name and obviously email address. And I, I also wrote out a label for them. And we sort of swapped that so that they would have an online gallery that they'll go to and see them afterwards right. and kind of like relive the memories from their festival experience mm -hmm. weekend and what have you. And I just thought it would be a nice way in a similar way to yourself, obviously, Stephen. But um, I mean, that's lovely because at least, you know, with that, you're able to you're able to get the people back together again, which was one thing with this. That I knew I wouldn't be able to do. So I thought, what's the next best thing to that? Yeah. It's, uh, it's making that online space instead and then being able to see them. Yes. Just... I mean, obviously, that's by virtue of, you know, being in an area where you know, a city of eight million mm. ten people um and you know a lot of the people who take part in the photo walks live here so mm -hmm. uh, you know you they can go oh, actually like i will be around these two weekends yeah, lovely um yeah. I, we haven't done one yet but it's mm. and i think we'll we'll look at doing uh in the future and um you know one other thing i would i would suggest for people um you know who are living in areas you know brighton would be a great place is the idea of photo walks aimed um, at tourists through Airbnb experiences. Um, because the amount of photo walks I've seen on Airbnb, uh, that company is like looking at becoming much more than um, a, a way of booking a room or a flat somewhere because, uh, you know, there's so there's such a backlash against that, part of its business that it's it's sort of getting into the the realm of um experiential tourism uh you know the the going to port porto and um you know spending a day with a a, a writer a, you know a wine writer who can you know take you to six different bars where you sample a different type of port um you know, people will pay 50 euros for that. So you can think about, you know, I, I know this city well or this part of the country well. Um, you know, I can take four or five uh, photographers around, um, you know, charge for it, obviously. But, you know, you can, it, it doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, a bustling city the size of, you um, uh, of London, it can be anywhere where people visit. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point. The, um, the, one thing um, that I would say is, I guess you, you and Robert will obviously do this. There's a, there is obviously a slight difference between a an informal kind of like meet up and uh, a free walk around and, and the ones that people pay for because obviously the people organizing ones when you're having an exchange of uh, money there is obviously an expectation as well that along with it being properly organized that um you know people who are organizing it will have things like public liability insurance and all of those kinds of things so partly it's it's that you're taking your um, the reason that you're charging for it is the fact that you are um, uh, also looking at that side of things. So I know you were talking about, I'm not sure about the legalities of that or if, if there was going to be a problem and things. And obviously I'm not a lawyer or talking about it necessarily from the legal perspective, but just knowing that there are other things that are being covered as part of yeah. one that you're paying for. It's a slightly different situation from a from a free um, from a voluntary a voluntary basis yeah doing things yeah. together on the um on your what you um yourself rachel and steam were just talking about I, I just got thinking in in you know there you may live in a place where there isn't much to photograph or you think there isn't but you may live in a place where you know your local pub or your local cafe mm-hmm. quite well yeah. so how's this for a thought what you do is you get in touch with them and say look would you mind if i put up say 10 small photo frames on one wall of your pub Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be doing local photo walks with people and we'll be taking pictures of local the locality uh, on our walks and every month or so uh, we'll be swapping out the pictures that we put in your frames with brand new pictures so then you end up with a Mm -hmm. semi-permanent exhibition space in a Mm -hmm. local pub there's a reason for the photos and a place for them to go it provides a a focal point for everyone to get together it provides ongoing new imagery for people visiting the pub it's Mm -hmm. images about from the locality so there's a nice sort of circular you know everything's happy I think that's a lovely on, idea. But I think your you, point, Stephen, about mm. bringing the, the photographs into the physical world mm. is, is yeah. really good because you could end up doing a, a show. You know, the idea yeah. could be we'll do three photo walks and the, uh, at the end of the fourth one, we'll, they'll, we've actually organised an exhibition space for a local, when there's the local um, arts festival in our city, and we've, we've booked a space and we're going to show our work. Mm. As we sort of start to head towards wrapping this up i would love to uh flip the script flip the table flip the bird crazy um i know i am a crazy man um uh have you guys got any good advice for people who are attending a photo walk i mean i'm thinking (laughs) with regards to gear with regards to mindset how if you're going to one of these things if if i'm coming to a a stephen dowling or an animal mystery patent pending organized photo walk what are some good tips so I can get the most out of the day? Stephen, do you want to go first? Um, bring, bring comfortable shoes. Um, ladies, don't bring high heels. Gents, don't bring flip-flops. Uh, <laughs> can, can I bring high heels, though? You can. Yes. Uh, okay, well, gents can bring high heels. Just well, yeah, yeah, you can, actually, because you're quite tall, so high heels make you even, um, even easier to spot. Um, <laughs> No, just, you know, that thing of like, you're going out in the elements, so maybe bring a jacket, even though it it's fine when you set out, you know, the nature of Britain's weather means it's very cha- changeable. So bring a coat, um, 
you know, maybe bring a something to drink, like a uh, water, you know, refillable water bottle or something like that. Um, don't bring too much gear. Don't be that person turning up with ten cameras. You know, you want to be like traveling reasonably light. It's you know, a, it should be fun. You should be, um, you know, relatively light on your feet. I think. Um, yeah, I'd go with that as, mm-hmm. as somebody who's attended to and participated in some photo walks. Um, you can get tired really quickly if you're carrying too much stuff. So you know, don't try try not to yeah try not to bring your whole collection with you. <laughs> <laughs> I I find it helps to have an idea in my head as well, um, which which can help narrow down the packing. Which is today I will mostly be shooting. Yeah, you know, whatever that is. Maybe it's yeah. a point and shoot, or maybe you'd ca- and if it's a point and shoot, maybe you take two cameras because one's got a, a a fast black and white in it, and the other's got a slow color in it, or something like that. It's it, whatever that. Or or think about, uh, you know, th- think about. Oh, what, today I want to practice using my new lens, right? So you don't need to take mm-hmm. a whole range of focal lengths with you because you've decided yeah. you're going to practice using your new lens. I mean, I I, I, like I think most I bought on a on a photo walk is three cameras. You know, one of them was an LCA 120, which doesn't weigh me much, and the other was, uh, you know, a compact camera. So, you know, I wasn't exactly weighed down. Um, obviously, when I'm hosting a walk, I do tend to carry a bag full of stuff because I've got to give people, you know, 20, 25, 30 people film. Um, and, and, you know, have the prizes, but that just means I, I tend to carry, you know, one, one SLR and one light compact. So again, I'm not like sort of weighing my, myself down with 10 kilos worth of camera gear. Um, I would say bring a, um, energy bar or something, something that you can stick in your bag. That's not going to melt chocolate all over you cameras um but just in case you do suddenly you know end up feeling really quite hungry because the adrenaline's going and you're enjoying the the walk and everything and then you realize you've not eaten all day and uh you know you don't want anybody passing out so uh yeah bring something to to eat as well i i would normally say bring at least a couple of jack daniels miniatures (laughs) 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 no but um weirdly when i when i organize photo walks i don't get much of a chance to shoot pictures because i'm just so Mm -hmm. pleased to have new people to talk to yeah i spend ages either (laughs) organizing and checking everyone's okay i don't have the time to sort of get into my photographer mindset because uh, I just want to make sure everyone's everything's going well. And um, also, I haven't seen people for a while, so I just like having a chat with them. Uh, but my tips would be, uh, firstly, try not to be too late, because if a whole bunch of people end up quite, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, or letting us know you're going to be late is fine. But if you just rock up half an hour late and people have ended up waiting for you, it just becomes rude. Mm. Uh Secondly, um, us photographers, a lot of us can be quite uh, shy and retiring and um, go into ourselves. And I think um, it's good to try and just step out of that. So try and bring your more sociable self um, and to be prepared to, you know, make new friends. Um, and, you know, because uh, I've been on walks where some people just become really quite hard work. And I, it's part of me just thinks, why have you come here if you're not going to keep speak, an open mind? Speak. Right? yeah you know, <laughs> yeah. Keep an open mind. 
Um, uh, what, what else have I written here? Um, another thing is, I if I had my way, I would actually, when people go off into their groups, sometimes I would actually change the groups because uh, again for, for, and, and you know it, I, I get it you know because people haven't seen each other for ages so they go off with their friends it's, it's starting to sound like school trip organization isn't it but um sometimes it's nice to mix people up um so you don't get you know bigger walks can get a little bit cliquey and it's nice to mix people up so everyone's just really sharing and learning from each other but again people have come on the walk and that's their their business really they should enjoy it the way they want and finally uh if we're, when we're at the pub just uh, buy me a drink say thank you <laughs> uh also i'm gonna guess that if you if if you're bringing sweets make sure you bring enough for everyone and all that on your list lunch sensible shoes no stilettos no smoking on the back seat yeah. <laughs> bring a notebook so that if you yeah. take a picture of someone and um you know you say oh uh when i get it developed and scan it or when i get home i'll send you a it's a great idea yeah you actually have their details, yeah, yeah, and you can write down the send it to them. Yeah, I guess I guess the obvious stuff also is um, take plenty of film because you may shoot more than you're used to, and you yeah. may find it's not as readily available perhaps where you normally live, um, mm. and maybe don't take a camera that you are not very familiar with and do you know is reliable. It's um, I know that. Photo walks are a as much about hey look at my cool cameras as they are about taking pictures, which is great. I mean we all love showing off our fun cameras, but make sure that the the ones you've taken with you you know are going to be reliable for the day because there'd be nothing more disappointing than traveling somewhere and suddenly you realise that oh the shutter's just packed up on this or oh no I thought this had a battery and it it doesn't and it's a Sunday and I can't get anything and it's just about to say batteries actually yeah that's a good one. <laughs> I normally keep a whole bunch of different types of batteries in my bag just mm. in case people need them. Yeah, it's useful. Um, just going back quickly to just as, as a point um, about that idea of it being a group or as a single photographer and the, and the sort of like differences of um, it feeling safer if it's, a, if it's a single photographer rather than a big group of people taking photos and things. Um, sometimes actually what's nice as a, as a woman is the opportunity to go out on a photo walk in a group of people because you can potentially go to places that you might not want to go as a woman perhaps on her own um and so you're able to actually enjoy some other areas and environments that you wouldn't normally be able to do um so that's actually quite a lovely way of feeling like you can be more involved in in doing that and uh and getting chance the opportunity that you wouldn't normally have i think um just um just touching upon that subject i've been really pleased that my very last the last photo walk i did which was about 20 people it was 25 percent female which really? i think was a, a record and yeah. one of them was uh rob's daughter who was 12 and it was really nice having a, a bunch of women there that didn't feel like there was just one woman there and she felt awfully shy so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i was just really pleased with that and surprised because normally as, as as you know these things just become a bit of a sausage fest unfortunately <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, anything that we can that we can do to sort of persuade more um, female photographers to get involved would be great because um, you know they they are fifty percent of the 
photographic communities. So we should be, um, you know, having them involved as much as we can. Yeah, I think, again, it's just um, making that general environment feel accessible and and you know like a, a really happy and positive kind of like fun thing that we're going to go and do and enjoy that and uh yeah it, i'm really excited about the uh, the fair walks that you guys are obviously delivering because they definitely sound like they are encouraging that more um more and more often which is brilliant i, I would like to do one in another somewhere that isn't brighton at some point i mean i think of doing one at, in london at some point just because I, I know london quite well but um, maybe somewhere <laughs> get off my land um <laughs> there are more places just, there are more places than london yeah yeah but, but yeah. just going it's just it becomes oh my god did they just say there are more places than london what yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I don't. I know I was thinking about down south, actually. Yeah, I'm never likely to get you over Birmingham, are we? so close to me; it's seven miles away, so it's it's an easy one, and it's easy to organise something there. But I've met people who from Southampton and down that way and further further afield, and I think I'd love to try and organise one somewhere else where I maybe may not know the lay of the land as much. And that maybe that becomes part of the fun of it. So that, that could I, be great. I, I think I'd like to do one in Bristol. Actually, Bristol is a, is a great place for stuff like that. Yes. Um, yeah, one, I just one in in Madrid uh, last weekend, um, doing a, a cosmic photo pop up at a camera shop in Madrid. Um, part of it was doing a photo walk, uh, and I'd never visited Madrid before, so it was like. Like I can actually leave this in uh, the capable hands of the Magianos, the people who live here. Uh, it was great fun. Like I got to see bits of Madrid that I hadn't seen up until that point, and it was great. It's a lovely city. That's so why I've only been very quickly through it um, on on a different job and what have you. But yeah, like you say, you know, it makes sense to kind of like leave it to the people who are who are there, and you get to enjoy it as well, then, Stephen, which is exactly. which is brilliant. Um, I, I think the best thing about Spain and Italy is the the graphic design of their cafe signage hasn't oh, changed gorgeous. since the seventies. Yeah, and every oh, it's just timeless. It's fantastic, and it's one of those few places where you know you're, you're in London or Brighton, everything is all hipster central and cutting edge graphic design you go to, to places like that and everything just feels timeless yeah i actually yeah. met a fantastic sign writer um over the weekend and he he uses all the old traditional techniques and it just looked absolutely beautiful and uh, yeah that's just yeah put me in but mind it, of that lovely fonts always good it's not yeah it's not it's not even beautiful sign writing for me it's just shitty use of typography and bad color <laughs> and bad typesetting i love it i love it uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you know this I, I shot some I went on um, uh, the photo walk with the film wasters uh, up, up in I think it was July now and what have you and that was around Brick Lane area and what have you and um, I uh, uploaded my gallery from that uh, and I realised that over the last two months I've seen the same set of doors come up in my timeline or on various different things from other people um, and I was like, I recognise those doors. I shot those doors. <laughs> so that's been really funny to uh, to sort of like see them popping up in all sorts of different areas, which is uh, which is fun. Um, one thing I was going to say is that um, Stig 
he he tends to organize the um uh the mersey meetup sort of like photo walk again that's a, like a voluntary one that he that he does and he always makes up a beautiful like map for us as well which is which is wonderful because it's just like this extra lovely little touch wow. um and he's just you know it's just like that extra little bit of thought that's gone into it and he's printed it off um or or you'll send it over um and it means that you've got it even if you kind of like get lost from the group it's like well this is the general route we're going you can kind of find us if you get lost or your phone runs out of battery or all those other things that's another thing charge your phone (laughs) um uh if you're on the photo walk and make sure that you've at least got the number for the person who's leading it um which is a useful way of then catching up or have a map like like stick has and then you kind of at least know the vague route and you can follow around and pick them up at a different point yeah cool we've talked a lot about (laughs) photo walks in the last hour and a half now wow okay so so i i recall that some some 15 minutes ago graham said something about starting to wind it up but uh, but i don't want to do that <laughs> if other people have got anything else to talk about so uh before before we do that any, any last thoughts anybody uh i'm i'm good i'm probably gonna have to dash i'm afraid so i might have to um with you all a very fond farewell well thank you very much for coming have you enjoyed yourself i have indeed it's it's always fun to come back on sunny 16 uh usually in the company of anil people think we're um, in some kind of um, <laughs> that's relax. our secret so, so and and Stephen, is there any, any any promotional materials you'd like to point us in the direction of um i've got new t-shirts um <laughs> Um, I was just uh, in Spain um, doing this pop-up, but also taking photographs of this um, band that I've been shooting on and off uh, since the mid-2000s. And and they've very kindly allowed me to sell Cosmophoto T-shirts on their merch stand. Um, And uh, their drummer plays the gigs wearing a Cosmophoto T-shirt, which is just fantastic of him. and uh, I actually had more T-shirts on their merch stand than the band did. <laughs> it's quite funny. Um, so, yes, uh, new Cosmononaut um, T-shirt. Oh, see what you did there. Ah, <laughs> oh, very nice. And uh, there is something that is going to be coming up for Christmas, which is um, I think people are going to go, ooh, and is a nice little gift for um, uh, you know, a film photographer, friend, or family member, not too expensive, but I will, I will just leave that there. But, um, Ooh, teaser, keep, keep looking at Cosmo photo, um, it, Facebook page or Instagram and all will be revealed fairly soon. Okay. Steve, just before you go, where would people find out about future walks with yourself and Robert? So at the moment, um, we have been doing them through Eventbrite, but um, mm-hmm. I think we might be going to meet up um, just because uh, it seems to be an easier interface. Um, if you want to just keep abreast, um, either follow uh, the Cosmophoto Facebook page, and I always announce them uh, as soon as they're um, sorted between me and Rob. Um, or if you follow either Cosmophoto, and that's Cosmophoto with a K and an F. Um, 
or at London Camera Project, um, then we're both also, um, you know, fairly good about keeping people updated on Instagram as well. Okay. So, yeah, just go to both of those places. Excellent. And see you on the next walk. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> cool. Well, if you've got to go, go, uh, the, you know, go, go, go with our good graces. And thank you for coming to join us and talk to us today. Thank you. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. Bye. Bye. Okay. Well, there, there, there. there um, that uh, hard to top all of that. But uh, Anil, any last words or, or any any uh, any upcoming photo walks? Uh, any last things? Yes, um, I have to dash as well because I'm going to have to get up very early tomorrow for work. But um, firstly, thank you guys so much again for having me on. Always appreciate it. And it's been nice to chat to you after such a long time. Um, and I think I'm going to do another walk soon. Uh, and it might be a quickly organized one, quite an impromptu one. So keep an eye out for um, updates. You can follow me on Instagram. That's at Anil Mystery Photo or on Twitter at Anil Mystery. Um, and just keep an eye out there. I'm sure I'll be sharing some details at some point over a walk that I might be organizing over the next two or three weeks because I've just suddenly got into the mood for doing mm. another one oh. after talking to you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. so, um, yeah. yeah, um, so your idea about um, using it as a gallery at like a local space, a pub or something like that, I really love that. I know I think that's great. And you, yeah. you already have a very strong connection, especially with Swelling. Is that the right? Chicken Wellington, yeah. 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 That's, um, um, that book sold out, by the way. It's, fantastic. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or 50 copies i don't think i'm ever going to do something that complicated for quite a while but uh, <laughs> it was a labor of love and um i've saved a couple of copies i'm th thinking of trying to get one or two into my local library to put in the local archive if they'll oh, have yeah. it uh which would be a nice thing to do um but um thank you again folks and um goodbye sunnies bye Oh. All right, and then there were three. Um, and then there were three. three. <laughs> <laughs> great, great to catch up with those two guys. Great to have a good, co a good in-depth conversation about mm. uh, about photo walks. Um, I do love a photo walk. I I have to admit though, I am one of those people who is definitely more of the the social side of it. You mm. know, I, I'll I'll take I'll absolutely take a camera and I'll absolutely concentrate on taking some photos right up until halfway through the first pub stop. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever organised one, Aid, or have you always gone along as a participant? No, me and Graham did one um, mm -hmm. before we started Sunny Sixteen. Um, <gasps> before us. Before Gosh. we started Sunny Sixteen, we did one in Oxford, didn't we, Graham? <laughs> surprisingly enough yeah listeners will not be surprised here that the photo walk took place in oxford because i could never involved to go any further than that but yeah it, it went pretty well didn't it despite the fact we really didn't know what on earth to expect from it all no it, we didn't it was quite a long time ago it must be about five years ago i think as well um I'm, i want to say i'm sure i've organized one since because i'm sure i've put one up on photowalk.me um, but that might have been the the uh, the meetups we do at the photography show. Mm, uh, but yeah, good, good good stuff. Yes. So uh, well, uh, and uh, anyway, yeah. Okay. So that's about the end of the show then. Yeah. 
I think so. Everyone's left. I think now is a perfect time. <laughs> I think that. I, I think that's a that's a good sign, actually, isn't it? That it's <laughs> that we're nearing the end of the show. Okay. All right. So, well, we have been the Sunny Sixteen podcast, and uh, uh, alongside Anil and Stephen, we are also on the internet. Uh, Sunny Sixteen Podcast dot com is probably the best place place to start, and you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, other. Places. Places? Are there any other places? I think that's probably, oh, right. probably, we, probably well. We we do have a Flickr account, but that's in the middle of being organised, isn't it, Graham? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, we have an email address as well, of course. Sunny sixteen podcast at gmail dot com. So you can always send us an email. Um, lowest common denominator but it always works uh, anyway so that is us uh, we will play you out now uh, with Rachel's band Rocker whose album Promises I Should Have Kept you can get also on the internet um, and uh, you can get that uh, on iTunes on Spotify on Amazon um, Rachel are there any uh, yeah you're, you're a, a musician and, and into analogue things can you, can you get it on vinyl uh, yeah we do have vinyl cool how does that work yeah, where, like is that from the same places can you get it on amazon from vinyl? it would vinyl? probably just be in probe records in liverpool probe very famous yeah. very cool record that's shop right yeah that's our that's our label yeah that has i've been i've been there cool place you have awesome awesome yeah this is... a, when i was a student i think uh, I, I went there i um yeah same as, and I was a student in Sheffield, so I used to go to Warp Records as well, which at that oh. time was a very famous record shop too. But there you go. So you did once come up to, up north. I've been to Liverpool lots of times, <laughs> <laughs> and Just I've been I've you. been up north lots of times. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I'm okay, I'm trying to persuade you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, well, there you go. That is, uh, folks, the end of the show. As always, it has been an honour and a privilege to speak with you uh, or to you. And <laughs> um, we will be back next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.